been really stressful lately and really it didn't have to be this stressful if only I would actually you know do my work then I wouldn't be nearly as stressed as I am right now but the problem is I don't enjoy doing my work in the way that I used to I mean obviously it's not always fun to do your homework but for me, school is something that I usually enjoy. So now that I'm not enjoying it anymore, it's like much harder to do my work because I know what it's like to like enjoy doing your work. But instead of doing my work, I'm literally doing everything else, like anything else other than doing work. Um, and my new venture has been to play The Sims, which has been kind of fun. I mean, I started playing it because The Sims, like the desktop Sims, is free now. So I was like, yeah, I'm definitely downloading that. And I've always wanted to play it. Um, I've been kind of thinking about live streaming it, but I honestly don't even know how to do that. So maybe I will, maybe not. We'll see. Only time will tell. But I've been playing The Sims, and it was I started playing it as a form of escapism. Like I was like, yeah, I don't like my real life right now anyway so let me go play a game where i can pretend to have a different life like and i made a sim and their name is like my middle name so basically it's me and i gave her my dream job being a writer and i gave her my well i'm working on giving her my dream house and she's gardening and she's having a great time at least that's what i thought was gonna happen but instead my sim is like anxious and i'm like how can you be anxious? We can't both be anxious. I'm playing this game so I can be less anxious and now you're over here anxious too? What kind of mess is that? And not only is she like anxious, like she has a fear of failure. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is getting a little too realistic. Like, how did they know that? <laughs> how did they know that I feel some type of way about potentially not being successful in life? And I honestly had to like stop playing for a little bit because it was getting a little too real. So let me tell you like exactly what my sim has been saying. Because uh, honestly, it's really crazy. So she's, she has a fear of failure. And the game said, at this point, she thought she would be used to failing everything. But every day is a new surprise and disappointment. And I was like, dang. Not that being me, actually. <laughs> like, mm. And then she also has looming anxiety, which is, that hits a little too close to home. Thanks very much. Um, and the game was like, that anxious feeling looms over her as she discovers something new about herself. A fear that wasn't there before, growing inside, ready to overcome her into paralysis at any moment. Like, what? Why? That was, I was like, um, no thank you. Like, why did you tell me that? Why did you put my feelings into words that I hadn't even put into words yet? I was like, this is a little, this simulation is a little too realistic. And then the final one, which is literally like the crux of my dealing with rejection episode, is when the game says, everything does not seem to be going her way at all lately. It has just been bad news after bad news. People keep saying, you never know until you try, but never talk about how it feels after trying something new and it not working out. She can't take another disappointment. It's terrifying and way too painful to try again. I was like, what? <laughs> Come on now. 
you can't both be feeling like this. You're supposed to be happy. You have everything that I want. I've made it so that you have everything that I want. Dream career, dream man, dream kids, dream house, dream garden. And you're still feeling the same feelings that I'm feeling right now. That, that might actually be kind of deep. Like, what is that saying? I don't know. But I was kind of like, I need to take a break from this game. Like, I need to go do something else. Because, um, that was a little too real. And I did not like that. Anyway, that was, that's just something that's been on my mind lately. And I, I felt like I needed to get that off my chest. Um, but today I want to talk about the feeling of when you need academic validation to function in life. Because um, I feel like this was me for a lot of my life. Um, and I feel like it's kind of because when I was in elementary school, the school that I went to had the system where it had like the GT kids and then like the on grade level kids and obviously like the below grade level kids. And I was an on grade level kid in elementary school, which is like fine, like nothing's wrong with that. But I was the only one of all of my friends who was not in GT. Um, and so that made me feel like, okay, so I'm not in GT, then I must be stupid. And so I think that is like the very beginning of that craving, that desire, that dependency on needing academic validation in my daily life. Um, and when I got to middle school, I started getting better and better at school for some reason. I honestly don't know why I got better at school. But anyway, I was getting better at school and I was getting pushed up into these classes that were like honors or like GT a little bit more. Um, and then I was like, oh, am I actually smart? Let me keep this going. And then in high school, I did uh, more GT classes and more AP classes. And I just needed those A's on my report card to feel like I was valuable. Maybe. I don't know. But something I did realize is that when I was first like entering into these more rigorous, more advanced classes, I would go into them feeling like, oh my god, everyone's so smart, like, I don't know how I'm going to keep up, like, maybe I should just stay in my on-grade level class, like, this is kind of scary, actually. And when I got there, it was like, everybody was just kind of average. Like, I was like, hold up, I thought you guys were smart. Like, you guys are not as smart as I thought you would be. So, I don't know, that was kind of, like, weird. That was kind of, like, interesting to have that realization where I held these people up in these GT classes to such a high standard that I thought I could never reach that standard, that they had something that I didn't, that when I actually got there, I was kind of, like, disappointed, honestly, that they weren't, like, everything that I had built them up to be in my head. But anyway, before, before I keep talking, let's talk about what academic validation, like, really is. Academic validation can be described as a student relying on positive feedback in academic environments to feel recognized and appreciated, which can be debilitating and lead to an unhealthy obsession. And I found this blog that was talking about overcoming the need for academic validation uh, from milliganstampede.com, which, which I'll link, of course, in the podcast description. And the first line of the blog was like something that I could really relate to, and I'm sure a lot of other people can relate to, because it talks about how a lot of students tie their academic performance to the projected success that they think they'll have in life. Um, so the blog says, I must confess that when I earned my first B in high school, it was an earth-shattering moment. It's a sign, I thought. I'm not going to succeed in life. Who was I ever to think I was? Yeah, so a lot of times when I get bad grades, or not necessarily bad, like anything that's non-A, 
in my brain is honestly kind of like a bad grade, which is not a good mindset to have. But I, anytime I don't get an A, I feel like so horrible. And I think this is because I was like a late bloomer gifted kid, you know, like I wasn't gifted throughout my entire academic career. Like I started becoming gifted. I don't know. Maybe I was gifted the whole time, but I honestly did think I was stupid. And I feel like, um, because I thought I was stupid, like I wasn't good enough. Like I didn't, I just like limited myself with my own mindset of thinking like, oh, I'm not in GT, then I must be stupid kind of thinking of which, you know, I learn about in college as an education major, the fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Whereas like a, a fixed mindset is like when you believe that you're born with a set abilities and you have those abilities throughout your entire life. Like what you, what you're born with is what you got. Like you just got to work with what you got throughout your whole life. Um, versus a growth mindset is more like you have these set of skills, right? These abilities maybe that you're born with, but you have the power to decide to work hard to develop these skills that you were born with. So like, even if you're bad at math now, doesn't mean you're always going to be bad at math. That's the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. It's like, oh, I'm bad at math and I'll never be good at it. Um, it's just not my strength. Um, so I would say I had a fixed mindset when I was younger. And then as I got older, I guess I had a growth mindset. Like I honestly now believe that I can do anything I set my mind to. Lately, that feeling has been a little bit taking some hits <laughs> with uh, a lot of rejections. But I also have to remember that I'm putting myself out there a lot more than I have in the past. Like I'm trying new things, I'm applying to more things. So obviously I'm gonna get more rejections than I had in the past because I've been applying to less things. But, you know, you don't really think about that when you get the rejection. It just feels, like, sucky. And you're like, oh, I got rejected. I'm, I'm the worst. Like, I, I must be, like, so bad. Ugh. <laughs> That's the feelings you have. Sorry if I'm talking kind of fast today. I drank coffee this morning to get work done, like, to get my schoolwork done before my shift today. And uh, I wouldn't say that I've got nothing done. Like, I have got some things done, which, you know, some things done is always better than no things done. But I definitely have not got the things done that I thought I was going to get done. It's kind of starting to freak me out and stress me out. Um, my heart's beating pretty fast right now. I'm like, ah, I need to get my work done. I don't want to do it. Kind of thing. Also, I kind of have a little bit of a sore throat, which is freaking me out. Um, because I cannot afford to get sick. Because I only have three days off the whole semester. Like, I can only take three days off from my unpaid student teaching internship. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like, if I take more than three days off, I have to go back, like, to the elementary school to fulfill those hours after graduation, which would be the worst. Like, that would suck. And I don't want to do that. And I literally just took my first day off, like, not too long ago because I was feeling really stressed. Um, and, like, I needed a break because... Like, I don't really have a weekend. I just, during the weekend, I go to work. So it's like, I get to sleep in a little bit, but like, that's about it. Um, because I spend most of my time doing homework to catch up. And then after I like go to work for four hours and the day is pretty much over. And then the weekend is over before I know it. And then it's time for me to go back to school. So I had to take that day off, but now I'm kind of stressed because, um, now I only have two days left. And really, I only have one day left because I'm planning to take another day off to go on a field trip to a broadcasting company with my university. So 
then I really only have one day off. So if I do get sick, I've only got one day. Like, that's it. I gotta power through the rest. Which is not ideal. But I needed that day off, and I don't regret it. I thought I was gonna get some work done on that day off, but I actually did not. Like, I just fell asleep. Which is good. You know, it's good to give my body the rest it needs. But now I'm, like, literally vibrating and sweating with anxiety and stress. It's fine. Everything's fine. Anyway, I got distracted, once again. But I wanted to talk about a really important moment in my academic career, um, I guess you could call it. Um, so in eighth grade, that was the first time that I ever got placed in a GT class. I had been in like maybe honors and stuff, which is like not quite GT, but like just a little bit more accelerated than on grade level. Um, but I got placed into my first GT class in eighth grade. Um, and I had started that year in like on grade level. So this was a science class I was taking and I started an on grade level and my teacher, I guess, like saw potential in me, um, and then switched me over to the GT class, which was a really important moment in my life for me because it was like, that was the moment that I started to believe that maybe I was actually like smart. Like maybe I was actually good at school. And it really sad that I felt like the need to have that label to be in a GT class before I could consider myself as someone who is smart. Like, you don't need to be in GT to be considered smart. Um, but I felt like I did at the time. Because, honestly, the structure that those schools operated in, that county operated in, kind of communicated that. Like, the teachers valued the GT students more. The students felt like, you know, it gave them a certain status. And even the parents were, like, also playing into this as well. So it wasn't like I just thought that GT meant you were smarter. It's there's all these other factors coming into play that is making you feel like you need to get in that class. You need to have that status to be smart. And honestly, I see the same thing continuing now as an education major. And it really does make me sad because I know what it's like to feel like you're not smart because you're not in GT. And it doesn't, it doesn't end. Like, even at the college level, when I was a tour guide... All the first thing parents asked was, how does my kid get into the honors college? Like, like the honors college is great and stuff, but you don't need to be in the honors college to have a successful college experience. But that label of being in the honors college, like, like parents wanted that and students wanted that. And even I wanted that. Like, when I didn't get into the honors college for my dream school, I was like, oh, I'm not good enough. Like, when I didn't get into the honors college for my school, like, I was like, wow, I guess I'm, like, not, not that smart. <laughs> like, not smart enough to get into that, but... I mean, don't be, don't get me wrong. I was grateful to even get into the school, but I like had gone to the honors colleges for other colleges that I had applied to, and I was like, why didn't I get into the honors college for that one? Um, which, as I like did college, a lot of people like dropped out of the honors college because it was like extra work that they didn't really want. I mean, I felt like as I was in college, the honors college wasn't that big of a deal, and I'm kind of grateful for the program that I did get into. It's not the honors program, but it's like another program that's more geared towards students who are like involved in community service or passionate about community service um and I think that that program was better for me honestly than honors would have been but yeah when I when I was younger I felt like GT was really important and I see that now in my students who are like how can I get into GT or whatever um and even if you tell them like you know you don't have to be in GT to be considered smart they're like yeah yeah kind of thing like they still want that label anyway and I don't blame them because everything is telling them, everyone is telling them that they need that label to be successful in life or that label equates to success. Yeah, I honestly think they should change the name. Like, I don't know. It feels kind of like a cop out. Like, you want to reward the students who are performing well in school, but it feels like that label of gifted 
the rewards the students are doing well, but also belittles those who are not doing as well um, by saying that they're not gifted. But I don't know. I have conflicting feelings, so I feel like um, I feel like every student deserves to be celebrated for their strengths. But I also like don't think that students should get like you know participation awards <laughs> because it's like that's not the real world. Like in the real world, you're not gonna get a reward just for being like average. So I don't know. I feel kind of weird about it. Not too sure. But in middle school, we had something different than elementary school. Middle school is when the introduction of the honor roll started. I myself am a very goal-oriented person. Um, at the first middle school that I uh, went to, there was like the silver honor roll students and the gold honor roll students. So, like the silver was like if you got like maybe one or two B's and the rest A's, and the gold was like if you got all A's or maybe one B was allowed. I don't remember, but I had gotten silver in sixth and seventh grade mostly. Um, and I really, 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 really wanted gold. And I think I might have gotten it, like, once or twice. But I worked really hard to get it. Once I did achieve that gold honor roll status, I felt, like, this immense pressure to maintain that status of being, like, a gold honor roll student, like, a straight-A student. And it makes me wonder if, like, celebration of an achievement can have, like, negative consequences due to like the overemphasis that you put on celebrating that achievement and i feel like i feel the echoes of that in my current life where if i do like a good job on something or like get straight a's or whatever i am celebrated and like gushed over and all of that which i mean is deserved like i worked hard for those things but then i like fear losing that celebration those positive I don't know, affirmations, thoughts, words, whatever, from others if I don't achieve that same thing or better next time. So it's, I don't know, what does that mean? I don't know what it means, but it, it, it is a real pressure that I like put on myself as a student. And I'm kind of in like a weird point in my life, like, cause like, as I told you earlier, I'm not enjoying doing my work in the same way that I used to. I've become very, like, apathetic about my work. Like, I really do not care about it um, because I know that it really doesn't matter. Like, not that it doesn't matter, but, like, a lot of the work for education majors is, like, busy work. That doesn't mean it's not, like, it's not, like, hard, but it's, like, a lot. You need, a, you need to dedicate a lot of time to get it done correctly. And there's, like, these long articles, and it's, like, so annoying. Like, you're not learning anything new. Um, it's just like the same information repeated over and over and over again. So I don't really care about school in the same way that I did before. Like I used to be so stressed to be like, oh my god, I gotta start this like weeks in advance. So I don't really care about it. And honestly, the pandemic has taught me the value of like enjoying your life um, and not letting your academic obligations rule your life or dictate how you like spend your like time. Um, and uh, it's kind of hard for me to go back to the discipline that I had, like, back when my academic performance, or, well, back when my academic responsibilities did rule my life, because I have this attitude where it's like, well, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know what I mean, or it's not that important. Um, and last semester, I definitely did pay for that mindset a little bit. I got, um, technically I got straight A's, but I did get one A-, and... 
the reason why I care about the A minus is because it made my GPA go down. So at my school, if you get an A minus, it counts as like a 3.7 and not a 4.0. Um, so it does negatively impact your GPA if you've gotten like A's or A pluses for majority of your college career. And I have. I worked really hard after first semester of college to make sure that I was getting straight A's every semester. And this class last semester, like one of them gave me an A minus. And really, did I learn anything in that class? Absolutely not. I learned nothing. And I didn't care about it. I just literally came for the attendance. But I don't really know why I was given an A minus. Like, she didn't really give me any feedback on the final paper that like I got a B on which led me to get the A minus but let me tell you when I read that on my transcript like that A minus was there I literally like went to cry like it ruined my day for real which is like so ridiculous to say because other people are like well A minus is like a good grade but for me if it's not an A plus it's like not good enough um and I know that it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things like I'll still get my diploma regardless of if it's an A plus or an A minus but Losing that streak that I worked so hard for, especially in a class that I could like couldn't give two shits about, was really upsetting to me. Um, because I've taken harder classes and gotten an A plus. Um, so it was like, who does this woman think she is to give me an A minus? Like her class didn't even matter, which sounds so like conceited and bratty to say, but it like I don't know, like your class sucked and <laughs> you gave me an A minus. Like, are you serious right now? It's not that serious. It was never that serious. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like professors who, like, are the worst, like, their class was the worst, always takes themselves the most seriously. Um, and then the professors who are, like, amazing are like, yeah, here's A pluses for everyone. Not that you have to be, uh, not that you have to give all students A pluses to be an amazing professor, but, like, for the classes I really, truly enjoyed, I felt like those professors were the most lenient and I feel like I came, like, away from that experience of taking their class as a person who was more intellectual, who has grown as a student. I also feel like when people label me as smart, like, have they, they have throughout my entire life, um, it kind of taught me to seek value and attach my value to my, my grades in school. Um which, you know, everyone kind of inadvertently contributed to when they called me, like, smart. Like, oh, you're such a smart girl or whatever. Sydney's smart, so whatever. You know what I mean? I just, like, it wasn't really that I was smart. Like, I mean, I guess I'm smart. But I didn't get good grades because I was smart. I got good grades because I worked really, really hard. Like, I, I put in the time and the effort to make sure that I was getting my good grades because I didn't want it to come to the end of the year, the semester, or whatever, and there be a question about whether or not I'm going to be able to pass the class or whether or not my grade is going to be an A at the end of the semester. I tried my best and I worked as hard as I could because there's no excuse for doing otherwise. At least that was the mindset I had back when I cared about my schoolwork. <laughs> so, first of all, when they called me smart in that like kind of uh, way, it felt like they were making the work that I put in to get that grade seemed like less than it actually was because all they saw was the results of my hard work. They didn't actually see me like crying on the floor because of some small inconsequential thing that like upset me. But yeah, I feel like after a while of me getting into these advanced classes and doing well, 
I was kind of like labeled as the smart, quiet black girl who read books all the time, which I mean, that's not a bad thing to be labeled as. It's not a bad reputation to have, but it gave me kind of this like stress to feel the need to maintain that reputation. Um, and here's the thing, it was rarely explicitly said that I had that reputation, but it was kind of like implied. Or like when I got a good grade, like after a while people would be like, yeah, of course you got a good grade or whatever. But it's not that I just got a good grade, like I studied for that good, good grade. Yeah. Uh, so I sometimes wonder to myself, like, will I still feel motivated once I stop getting like graded for things? I kind of like wonder what motivation will look like in my life after I graduate college. And sometimes I consider going into grad school just for like the continued academic validation. And I guess it's a question of like intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. Like, am I motivated internally or do I need external factors like money or grades or um, positive affirmations to be motivated? Which I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm a pretty self-motivated person, but I don't really know how I would operate in a world without those extrinsic factors like good grades or whatever. Uh, but I guess soon I'll find out since I'm graduating, or maybe not, because I'm kind of considering going to grad school. Like, not this fall, but next year. Um, because I really like the idea of becoming a creative writing professor, even at, like, the community college level. But I don't know if I'm cut out for, like, graduate school. And I also am, like, broke, so I would need to go to a fully funded program for that to work out. <sighs> All of that stuff, so I don't know. But I also wanted to talk about this thing, this like trend that I've seen on TikTok lately, where people talk are talking about the gifted and talented to burnt out adult pipeline. Like when you're celebrated for your intelligence as a young person or as like a child, and then when you become an adult, you're like so burnt out from trying to maintain that expectation of being like a little genius that you like as an adult don't have the energy or capacity to achieve things at the same rate or level that you had been when you were younger. Um, or people's expectations of you are so high that when you do make achievements, it's like not seen as anything out of the ordinary or like celebrated, kind of like downplayed in a way. I want to talk about these TikToks. They're pretty interesting. Um, and I'll link them all, of course, in the podcast description. Uh, so the first TikTok talks about, well, honestly, it doesn't really talk about it, but it kind of portrays this like loss of identity that you feel when you go from being someone that everyone considers gifted and talented to like have like a disappointment. Like if you're not achieving at the same rate, like you, you don't know, like you feel like disappointed in yourself and you're so hyper aware of everyone's of everyone else's disappointment in you and kind of that feeling of being like lost in in that sudden loss of identity and the second tiktok that i want to talk about today talks about like the stages of going from being like perceived as smart to like like i don't know fizzling out but like you, you go from like everyone saying you're so smart, you're so smart, you're so smart, to like everyone being like, ooh, what happened to her? Like, ooh, she has no potential. And the stages are really interesting, uh, cause I feel like I kind of did go through this a little bit, not all the way, but 
where you feel like in the beginning everything is like easy for you you get an a you could barely have to put an effort like no problem and then you feel like okay everybody's so excited i'm getting all these a's so now you feel like this this intense desire to maintain them and supersede them um and you kind of feel like a perfectionist where you're like everything needs to be an a otherwise it's not good enough and then you transition to impatience. Like, you just want that success already. You don't want to put in all that hard work. You just feel like, like, I'm smart. I should get the success. Or, like, not even like that. More like success is the expectation. And so you just want to see the results and don't have enough patience to, like, do all the back-end work that you need to get those results. And then once you face, like, the consequences of your own impatience, you kind of, like, lose control and the reality of like the bad grades or the slippage that might have happened from your impatience sets in and makes you feel like you no longer have control over the trajectory of your life which is, sounds so dramatic to say but it's so true like if those a's start turning into b's and c's it's like like literally feels like the world is ending sometimes and then after you like lose control um and the panic from those bad grades or whatever goes away it's replaced with this kind of like emptiness and feeling like you don't really care because it's out of your control anyway which i feel like is like the burnout where you like don't know what to do to fix it i don't know i thought it was kind of kind of interesting kind of screwed um, I mean, at the end of those stages that was in that TikTok, they talked about revenge, like getting back onto their daily grind or whatever and whatever. But I feel like not everybody has that recovery. Um, I feel like I'm so lucky that the losing control part of this stuff, whatever, these stages is happening to me in my last semester of college. Because if I was having burnout right now, like, I don't know if I would graduate on time. Um, but I also know that my problems are not just because of, like, the pressure I put on myself to succeed. It's also because uh, something that I was passionate about in the past, like, I'm no longer passionate about, and I'm dealing with, like, the ramifications of that realization. <laughs> so, yeah, super fun, super great, right? Anyway, even though I said that I don't care about school right now, <laughs> not like I don't care about school, I don't care about my classes beyond graduating, um and like beyond their ability to put a diploma in my hand but i mean like i do care about school and learning and stuff but i'm just not taking any classes that make me passionate about it in the way that i used to be i still like even though i know all that i still don't know who i would be without good grades like i don't know what would be left without that part of my identity which is really sad to kind of say but it's so true like who is Sydney without the straight A's? Who is Sydney without the um, the GPA, the high GPA? I don't know. But um, I guess soon I'll have to find out. Like, if I don't go to grad school, grades will not be there to boost my self-esteem in the way that they have been a constant presence in my life for the past, what, 16 years or something like that? Um, and that's honestly kind of really scary to realize that Soon, I will not have that familiar feeling, that familiar concept to rely on in the conception of my identity, uh, who I am as a person. Um, but honestly, I'm kind of excited. 
just a little bit. Um, I'm excited to mainly experience Christmas next year without finals season um, and Thanksgiving and Halloween, like without midterms and finals. That's super exciting to me uh, because I feel like that holiday season has been tainted for the past like four years with stress of my grades and with the stress of wondering what my grades are going to be when they're going to come out and how well I did on my finals. So 2023 is going to be exciting as far as the holiday season, but I also worry that I'll feel kind of lost. Like, I don't know. I won't know if I'm like doing a good job without that validation from grades. But, um, I'm a little nervous, a little excited, a little bit of everything to find out. Anyway, I think I'm going to end this episode there. Um, as always, make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Jumbled Podcast. And also make sure to leave a review. Let me know what you think about the podcast so far. Um, and I'm honestly looking for a new book to read. Uh, so if you have any recommendations, feel free to leave a comment on any of my Instagram posts. Or DM me with like uh, a recommendation for a book. I really want to read a book by a black author. Because I feel like I don't read enough of those. Or, I mean, not even just a black author. Just an author who's not white. <laughs> I want to read more of those books. So if you have any recommendations, leave them in my DMs on Instagram. Yeah, but as always, I hope that tomorrow is better than today. I hope that tomorrow you get a chance to go sit outside and listen to the birds, um, get some vitamin D, because it can be so easy to, like, just lock yourself in your room until you get whatever you need to get done. But, you know, you only get to experience nature so much. Like, we never know how much time we have in the world, so go enjoy being outside for as long as you can. That's my attitude anyway. I try to go outside more often. And now that I have a dog, like, I go outside more and more. Um, before, I didn't know how, how much fun it could be to be outside. I still am. <laughs> to be honest. But anyway, go outside. Have some fun. Go frolic in the grass or something. I don't know. 